So here we are again. Oh man, I am more congested than ever. Are you still feeling sick? Yes, ma'am. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Did you watch Love is Blind season three by any chance? No. Have you watched any Love is Blind? Just the first one. Yeah, I didn't even finish watching the first one. I don't like the first one. But second, third, and now fourth. Well, we'll see about fourth. It's a little bit like that just came out. But the third one, the reason why I asked is because there's this one proposal and, you know, he does his, his thing. He gets down on his knee. And says, <laughs> Did she fall asleep? Uh, that's this, that's this <laughs> year. Season four. Yeah. But no, this one's even better. He gets down on his okay. knee. And he's like, will you marry me? And she is like pacing around her pod and she's like, yes, sir. Yes, I will. (laughs) Which I think is, has to be hands down the strangest way to agree to marry someone that's ever happened ever. Yeah. Yeah. So Carly and I quote that quite often. Yes, sir. Yes, Yes, I I will. will. (laughs) When you propose to her, she should pace around the room and go, yes, sir. Hope she does, but she won't. She'll be crying. Well, I hope she does. Just for my All own right. entertainment. Um, boo, boo, spooky, spooky, boo, boo. Spooky, spooky, boo, boo. <laughs> Here we are. Second episode. That's, that's our intro. Okay, so I'll I'll kick this B off. Yeah, you, you probably should. Go on then. <laughs> Don't mind me. I wonder what the rules are about coughing in someone's ear when they're listening to a podcast versus eating in someone's ear. You probably shouldn't do any of it. Mm-mm. Look at that hair. Hair today, gone tomorrow. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't even make sense in the context of what's happening. We're, we're just so tired. We're I, two adults that are just you know, so tired. Life Comes is a crushing... Mm. um disappointment and on on that note (laughs) welcome to ghosts i guess welcome to ghosts i guess where two canadian ladies get together to talk about weird supernatural shit that doesn't seem to have place in normal conversation we talk talk about our own experiences invite other guests to share theirs and at the end of every episode we will rate how much our conversation and stories convinced us or didn't to believe in the paranormal so do we believe in ghosts hard to say but please join us as we talk about it anyway i'm kim and this is rachel do you believe in ghosts i guess i do (laughs) my dog just do you hear? Did you hear Nim? No. no. Okay. No. I don't hear the blender. I don't hear Nim. I just hear your sweet, sweet voice. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Rachel. Um, <laughs> so Kim, <clears throat> last time we chatted, you asked yeah. me on a scale of one to five, one being I don't know, and two being like, why did I say two? And five being like. <laughs> 100 percent you want me to repeat what the scale is again yeah okay on a scale of one being oh hell no oh hell no to five being 100 percent um and very serious uh 
where would you place your belief in the supernatural and in ghosts? The supernatural or ghosts or both? What are we talking about here? Uh, well, I guess you asked me ghosts. I kind of like lump them in together. Mm. And you told me last time that aliens counted towards our discussions. So, but you can bring your answer can do it a holistic approach, an individual approach, one or the other. It's up to you. Okay. Well, I will say this like most good things in this world, my belief exists on a continuum. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, so I would say today, here I am sitting at a 1.5. Whoa, right? that's low. A 1.5. As I move throughout my day, it creeps up a bit. Hmm. And the second I experience something, I'm like, without a doubt, a five, a five, 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 five. And then within a few moments of it happening, I'm back down to a four again. And hmm. then a three. So it moves like a little pendulum. I have a few, I have a few follow-up questions. Okay. You said right now in your day, like 1.5, but as your day goes on, you creep up. Is that every day? Is it ever present? No, not every day. Most. As it comes to mind, I guess. Yeah. As I experience something. And in pregnancy, I would say I was like a solid five the entire time. Hmm. You just felt like your, your mom energy was more tapped into. I was like, what's what happening? I am experiencing is no joke. There are spirits around me. You think a little spirit flew into your belly? I do. I do like I that sounds fucking insane. That sounds oh, fucking because, like, insane. But Fran absolutely became, became a, a a being. So yes. She absolutely was a spirit floating around and was sent the moment my body opened up and was ready for her. That's like you would ask me that before pregnancy, I'd be like, that's fucking insane. No. And then when it happened, I was like, whoa, yes. You have a just what happened. You have a distinct memory of that? Um, no, not the second, but I knew. I knew. And there were things that were going on. And like I was like, yeah, I feel I feel like I'm housing two spirits, bud. <laughs> housing two spirits, bud. Two How spirits in here, bud. <laughs> eh? <laughs> uh that also kind of <clears throat> leads to a conversation which we'll, we'll probably come up again over and over but do you believe that we are even magic <laughs> sorry even ghosts um do you believe in reincarnation yeah absolutely absolutely oh but is that how we all end up here or are there some new spirits? I don't What's know. With my hair here? I'm not a scientist. Obviously, mm-hmm. look at me. Not a scientist. Just a lady. But let me tell you, I don't think, I think energy just gets whooshed around. And I do believe this little Franny girl of mine is just some spirit that was floating around, waiting, 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 boom, shot into my body. Yeah, because like I, th- I, f- I feel like I mean I don't know, and I'll never know until 
my light is extinguished, what ultimately mm-hmm. happens at death. But I, I kind of feel like there, like we all have a soul. Mm. That's like who we are individually. That is outside of our physical selves. And the body dies, the brain dies. And yes, I guess the soul could just be neurons firing in our brain. I'm sure there's a scientific person who'd make that argument, but I don't think so. And I feel that that part of ourselves, like how would that, I don't think that could physically die. I think it goes, there's a return to energy or like just, not that we're necessarily aware of it. It's just like we become you know, part of everything again. And then, yeah, you know, that's probably what happens for any. I don't think it carries like necessarily specific memories or characteristics. I mean, it's just like an energy, man. There is a good Ted talk that you need to watch because it, it's not necessarily about spirits or anything. It was this, I think she's a neuroscientist. Think she was a neuroscientist, and I forget her name. God forbid I forget her name, but the TED talk was called A Stroke of Genius, I think. Okay. And she recalls her own experience because she studies the brain. And she recalls in the TED talk her experience going through a stroke and having a stroke oh wow and what she experienced and and how her body and her spirit separated and then she you know she spent years and years recovering and coming back to share this and it was just so fucking good compelling i've watched it over and over and over again and it just i believe it with like this was not her hallucinating that like this Mm. was her experiencing like Those this was this a near separating yeah was this like a near death experience i think so or or just like she was just experiencing something on a day de- she was experiencing a separation from her body i feel her physical mm. body and i was like that's wild like it was so good you have to watch it I yeah no i to, definitely will i will try to googly moogly it for you yeah and uh, name. and then i'll i'll uh make an effort to watch it before we talk again and then we can discuss yeah also you could put it maybe on our social media if you find that link as well sure why the fuck not oh it's called a stroke of insight oh of insight. Uh, jill bolt bolt taylor so j j with a <laughs> j with a jill jill with a j bolt b-o-l-t-e taylor bolty hmm. 2013 i'm a little computer right now i will i will send it to you it's all good anyway yeah. Okay. Well, shall we get into it? Don't mind me. I'm just drinking my beer. I'm ready to go. Now, being that this is only our second episode, we don't necessarily have a set schedule of how things happen. But last time we did our um, intu- intuitive test. I got we'll my picture it. up and ready. I'm looking at her. Do you want to do it? Let's do it. Okay. Can you open the whiteboard or do you want me to open the whiteboard here? I think... I'll try, but I think usually it tells me that only you can. Mm, oh, look at sense. that. New. Okay, here we go. It's happening. I don't oh, want beautiful. That. Can you see it okay? Yeah, that's great. Okay. And uh, all right. This is a reiteration. Um, Kim's artistry 
is uh, on the level of the greats compared to what I'm capable of when it comes to drawing on a whiteboard. So it's gonna, I mean, you might not even know what it is that I am drawing. So I might not even be able to know whether or not I am or am not correct in what I'm drawing based you know on how can, terrible of a drawer. You can put I a little text box. You can, you can talk. Okay. I'm going to stare at my thing thing here. So for those just uh, tuning in, I am staring at a picture of something and it's very specific and I'm sending my vibes over to Rachel. And my goal is that Rachel picks up on some of the shapes, maybe some. Okay. So something came very vividly to me. I'm a little embarrassed by it. Oh, do it girl. Put down everything that's coming to your mind because there's so many facets like the octopus on the sand, you know, like just put everything. Mm -hmm. I just see a line. There's a lot of, um, I think it's pretty clear what this is. I don't see anything yet. <laughs> is this boobies? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Anything in particular about the boobies? Like, is it somebody's boobies? Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It's going to be that, but it's... You just need to focus on getting your thoughts on that whiteboard. It doesn't need to be beautiful, beautiful boobs. All boobs, all boobs are beautiful. Bubes. This is a, it's in a bathing suit. Okay. Okay. I see it. Okay. <clears throat> <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait to see what it actually is. Cause I just, I just, this came to me so vividly. And yes. In a bathing suit. Describe <laughs> no, it as you're talking. Describe it. Uh, yeah. Well, first of all, the head I just drew of this, what is supposed to be sort of sensual photo looked very uh -huh. much like a, like an alien i would say i did yeah but that's okay um, oh that's not the right thing at all so you're just seeing boobs like in a bikini well it's like that's the only thing that came through here i me some slack man sort of like looking backwards okay mm -hmm. well not backwards but sort of like over her shoulder okay so is it's anything else coming through um, so because you just want me to brush this, there's <laughs> yeah, I really do. Like I'm over it. Do you like her feet? Love it. That's not what came through, but you just want me to go quickly. So um, no, it was more like just it was like like a nice ocean scene. Oh, beautiful. Okay. And it was kind of it was dark. Colors I had were like blacks and oranges. And it wasn't just to be clear, it wasn't sexual. Black it was just oranges. a woman living her best life on the beach. Kind of like facing the water, but looking over her shoulder. It's a nice beach okay. scene. That's that's what came to my mind. Blacks and oranges. <laughs> you gonna show me what 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 you had? What you were looking at? I'm gonna do that. Let's see here. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> that was a little off. Um, <laughs> the only thing that that was remotely similar was you said blacks and oranges and I was yeah. just like absolutely obsessed with the idea of like this vintage 1970s house plant with like those charred burnt orange couches and colors mm. and stuff and I was trying to like find that picture but I couldn't so I just found an aloe vera plant a couple other things. Uh, uh, um, this might be a stretch, but aloe is a tropical plant. 
This is a big stretch. There's that. (laughs) She's sensual. I mean, yeah, but, um, and there is, uh, I guess it's dirt, but there was sand in my, those are the only connecting things. Those aren't connecting things. I'll put that out there. There, there's some connection. I'm going to give you a brace yourself, a 0.5 out of 10. (laughs) And you wanted like a four for yours? No, I wanted, and I received a five. Check our podcast, check our Instagram. The only way you can get a five is if it's like right on the money. The only way. 50%. No, that's how you get a 10 out of 10. This is out of 10. Oh, it's out of 10. Jesus. Yeah. But you're changing the rating scale. It's like, do you believe it was out of 10 yesterday? No, no, I know. But like, whenever we did this, do you believe in ghosts one to five? Do you believe in ghosty? And then this one's to 10. There needs to be some consistency in our rating systems. We'll take that offline. We'll discuss that further. Okay. Anyway, you know what? We tried our best here. (laughs) I think Um, I nailed it. (laughs) As we're clear, I'm going to give myself self-declared 4.5 out of 10. I blame me. Hey, I got the colors. The more that we do this, do you think the more things will come through, the more accurate they'll be? (laughs) So rude. I was like, for me, yeah. I don't know about for you, but... Here's the thing, though. That's really insulting your own self. It is. You're the one transmitting. Yep. The transmitter has the responsibility. So <sighs> oh. get connected into this space. Bring your bring your A game. I gotta take bring this your, back to therapy. Bring your T game. I gotta take this back to Heather. We gotta talk about this. Heather's my therapist. Oh, you know who? My, mine is Jessica. Oh, great. Hey guys, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> all right um <clears throat> here we go mine's gonna be a little different than yours but not drastically different i still want to be rather conversational um a little bit about me i'm a type a i mean so is kim but i did a lot of painstakingly unnecessary research <laughs> <laughs> for my actual story i have one word document with relatively large text that would have probably sufficed for the for our purposes but i went a little further as i always do i was taking a bit too far (laughs) so how do i collect these people yeah yeah strap in while i tell you a tale so kind of mentioned this last time you're talking that this is from my childhood as well um my stepdad was in the military and we moved around a lot. Uh, and this was kind of, I guess, the beginning of him going back into the military. Kind of like the start of all of the hustling and bustling and moving around. Mm. Um, <clears throat> we moved to a place called Gananoque, Ontario. Uh, and that is about 34 kilometers northeast of Kingston, Ontario, which is well more well known. Most people don't know the name Gananoque unless they're from that area um it's part of the thousand islands There's a few places brockville ontario prescott ontario different communities in upstate new york just think for the geography nerds out there that's where it's located and for people that are american that's 21 and a half miles northeast of kingston because we do kilometers yeah um but the irony of that is 
no American listening is going to know where the fucking Kingston is. So. Or can anyway. They're probably on Google right now, just being like, here it is. Okay. You did it yeah. wrong. It was 21.56. Okay. So, anyways, <clears throat> uh, very interestingly, the formation of those islands forms a connecting bridge between the Canadian Shield and the Anirondack Mountains in the south of New York State. It's basically the gateway between Canada and the U.S. near the St. Lawrence River. So there's the background. Um, I did a lot of research in terms of wanting to be respectful for uh, the Indigenous people that were there. I'm not going to get into all that. It's going to be too much of a history lesson, but I will start by saying that I'm not an expert on the history of the area or the Indigenous history. I will say a lot of shady shit went down, which... Unfortunately, in Canada, a lot of shady shit went down and uh, Indigenous people were treated horribly. But they were who actually named Gananoque, Gananoque, and that's why I wanted to bring it up, because that is an Indigenous name. Anyway, um, this place, this area, has a lot of like spooky history. And I remember when I was talking about it, long ago with someone about this weird experience I had as a kid, um, they said, oh, well, yeah, like, you know, Kingston's buried on a, or is built on a, a burial ground. And I was like, mm. whoa, 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 what? Back so, it up. Back yes. it up. Yeah. So I had that distinct memory when I started kind of researching some of the crazy shit. And I was like, I don't want to just make that statement when we're talking about this to find out that it's just malarkey. And not true. But you know what? It is true. So here's something that's a little fucked up. There is a cemetery that's beneath a park in Kingston. Oh. Yeah. And like things keep coming up from the soil. Oh, no. So like. Oh. Yeah. So like there was a headstone that came up in the baseball diamond. You know, where children play. No big deal. Um, <clears throat> and it's it's McBurney Park, but it used it's actually better known probably by the locals or the people who know the story as Skeleton Park. That's literally what it's called. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to um, go there. Right. I think we do. Uh I guess it, it started way back in like the 1700s. I don't remember, I don't even remember how that works. If it's 1819, is that the 1900s? It's a seven. It's, I know it's not the 1800s if you think it would be. I'm not, I'm not a mathematician. Look at me. <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> um, but essentially, like, it's common enough that if something is found, locals are asked to call the city of Kingston, like their customer service line, at, like, and public works. Just be like, hey, I'm calling from the uh, uh, baseball diamond over here. And, uh, <laughs> Oh, uh, we found the uh, uh, a big toe. A, bi- a big toe looks like a big um, toe. Yeah, and they actually send a, an archaeologist. Oh well, that's respectful. Yes, okay. yeah, to like conceal the Not marker, just like some customer service kid from the city down to it like their job, rake the toe back into the sand. <laughs> <laughs> 
So apparently too, like there's literally a cemetery active Ontario and it like essentially says like no person is, is allowed to disturb or order disturbance of a burial site or any sort of artifacts associated with human remains. Mm. So like, if you see something, you're supposed to just like leave. Well, first of all, you're supposed to, I guess, feel terror and, <laughs> and be, be forever traumatized by what happened. Number one. It's number it's just one. like little Bobby's out playing T-ball. Yeah. And he exactly. trips over a skeleton. Tibia. Where is the tibia? What do I look like? I'm not a doctor. I want to say the well, chest. Look at me. <laughs> the chest? No. What is it? Leg? I'm Where thinking it's it? a leg. We don't need yeah. to know this right now. I do. Tibia bone. It is part of the leg. Yeah. You were right. <laughs> yeah. You said chest. I was just going to close my laptop and walk away. <laughs> like, well, that's it for me. <laughs> Um, so basically like this is as i mentioned is like as far back as like 1850 when they started burying people there um and there's not really much there's not a lot of certainty on how many people are buried under the park but they're saying probably about like basically several thousand are buried there yeah (laughs) but no one will probably ever uh, there was because I mean at that time there was a lack of a formal record keeping and the graves are unmarked and uh, it shows it actually shows that the graves are often multiple graves so they just stack them bodies right on top of each other you know just the thing Gross. of what nightmares are made of yeah <clears throat> uh, so then of course as I'm sure you can well imagine the cemetery reached capacity I mean that's why they were burying people on top of each other um, and then they just didn't maintain the site and just like they're like eh, we're done here. Someone else's problem uh so you know the area fell into disrepair um livestock was grazing in the area <laughs> locals were vandalizing grave sites there was grave robbing uh medical students were you know like body snatchers were stealing bodies from this place yeah I guess. uh yeah and also this is this is the especially most disgusting part uh so brace yourself um I guess there were some denominations that wanted to remove the bodies because they're like this. This needs these need to be put in you know in, in a place where you know the 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 sanctity of the body is mm. whatever you know like that we're not just letting bodies rot in this overgrown place that the city has just ignored. So they were trying to start removing the bodies, but they, it basically became futile. Because when they were exhuming the bodies, many of the bodies hadn't decomposed. No! And that's because Kingston has really shallow soil. And there's, a, I guess, a layer of bedrock beneath it. And what that essentially means is bodies that were buried closer to the surface, there's like a high level of water retention. So it prevented the bodies from decaying properly. Gross. Yep. Gross, gross, gross. And it's, you know, it says too, we kind of touched on this, but there are actual stories about people finding bones just popping up through the surface. There's a femur bone that was found beneath Alma Street. So when I was told that Kingston, which again, is 34 and a half kilometers, 21 and a half miles from where my story took place. And I was told that it's bare, it's, it's literally built on a burial ground. 
your feet. <laughs> hey. Sorry, just take a break. Your uh your your video froze right in the middle of yawning. <laughs> and your face is like this. <laughs> like oh, geez. even yeah. She's gorgeous. Anyways, she's gorgeous. When I'm told that it was buried, like it was actually uh built on a burial ground, that is like like legit. It was built on a burial ground. And <laughs> And there's not been a lot of, I think that they're trying to clean it up and like revitalize it and take care of it. But like, anyways, so this they is could where- do like a whole, the Canadian catacombs or something, you know, they did in Paris, the whole catacombs. Like you're saying we should do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think create- like you said we should go to skeleton park. We should create a tunnel under the park and just line it with all the bodies like they did in paris it'll be like a beautiful shrine to the bodies i couldn't walk through the catacombs did i tell you i went to paris specifically to go to the catacombs yeah i didn't even know the fucking catacombs i know the word catacombs i didn't really know what it was it's just like this this there's a whole backstory of why this exists and it's just like this underground thing long long tunnel with just skeletons lining the walls and it's like it's supposed to be this beautiful thing mm-hmm. not like a morbid scary thing but like like a beautiful thing like mm-hmm. and i went to paris because i was like i i need to go there i need to see this and we like right. paid the extra money to do the fast pass line so we like skipped the line and i i got down the stairs and i was like huh I'm claustrophobic and I didn't know it until oh, right so now. That's why I was sure you like got like a real bad energy. You're like, no. Oh, is- I I got a real bad energy and I'm claustrophobic. And mm-hmm. I was just like, we were trying to like, I was trying to like calm myself and talk myself through because I like went to Paris for this. Huh. Uh, wow. I was like, I was like crying. I was like, the fuck am I supposed to do? And like, you can't just like walk back out. I mean, I ended up just like going back out the entrance and climbing up over this gate thing (laughs) (laughs) they didn't have a a proper exit for people that realize they can't do this but i took a video ma'am and there was an orb in the video there's an orb in the video oh yeah oh yeah i took a a video of the four seconds of me just like being down in the entrance Hmm. and then john went all the way through and took video for me all the way while i waited up on level ground and did it look cool it looked fantastic i just couldn't i couldn't physically do it in my mind it's like it's like an archway like this and it's just bodies shellacked into the archway like exactly what it is is what it is you need you need to google it it's so crazy i'll do it later but i just like like, much googling i want to like take some medicine and go back and try it again mm. medicated i don't like know some, what medicine that would be but like listen to lorazepam maybe yeah that'd be good i'll try that next time doctors don't like to prescribe lorazepam eh? really tough they'll be like you can have two like i'd be like look i need a quarter i need to go see the bodies yeah. i need a quarter and they'd be like she's crazy what bodies ma'am we don't know what you're give talking me, about give me through this anyway back to you I sir. To see the bodies. okay so <laughs> so anyway so now with some of that backstory. And I also do have some 
fun little tidbits for after my story as well of crazy shit that happened in the area. But here, I, I just, as I said, I wanted to give you sort of an idea of this strange and sordid history of the area and kind of begin my experience there. So I checked with my mom because I knew I was really young when I lived there, but I couldn't remember exactly how young. So she said I was in grade one. So I was probably around, yeah, probably around six years old. Uh, Just as a side note, I was a very serious child. Every photo that you see of me, it's just like, like a serious look. Very few smiles. No telling. So anyways, that's not the point of the story, but (laughs) Jessica, (laughs) Jessica. Um, Yeah. So I lived there quite young and I lived there with my my mother and my stepfather at the time and my brother my older brother um and so we we moved to a large house in Gananoque and I remember you know we've talked about it a couple times it's just like an energy it was very strange feeling there it was very creepy even as a small child I could feel that the energy was like it just didn't feel like a uh, like a comfortable place um as I remember it there were turrets but Maybe I'm just morphing in other scary things with memory. I don't know. I was pretty young. But um, I do remember it had a big winding staircase to the upstairs. And there was a library that was it had shelving built into the walls across the whole living room. Cool. So, yeah. Like, so you'd think you'd like, it was neat. Like, it was a very neat old house, but it didn't, it didn't have good didn't have good energy no good energy mm. so um i actually kind of ironically i have a very distinct memory of a friend and i we were hiding behind a bush in our front yard playing and we were sort of like talking about how the neighbor had a haunted house and like like joking around like oh my god be careful the neighbor has a haunted house and like we we're pretending to like spy on them and stuff like as kids do when they're playing meanwhile like it was I who had the haunted house. If you don't know what it was I is. who had the haunted house. It was I. <laughs> Sorry. Um, that's fine. So uh, so I guess at first there was just like some strange occurrences. There were small, um, you know, the family, the family would leave the house on an errand or go to school or work or whatever. And then we'd come back and books would just be lying on the floor, like Weird. open. And I just I, you know, if it happened once, okay, maybe something was like sort of leaning on the edge of the bookcase or something, but it, it happened more than once. And I just, I find it kind of hard to believe books were just falling by themselves off of the bookcase, unless the bookcase was like not built properly, which I can't, can't confirm or deny. Um, but I feel like my parents would have said something. Um, and then there was this door, it was near the kitchen for a closet of some sort. And they could never get it closed. Like they would try to close it, it would open. They'd try to close it, it would open. Like it wouldn't catch, I guess. Um, and they tried many times to get it to close, wouldn't work. Again, one day we were away from the house, we came back, it was suddenly closed all by itself. Weird. Yeah. So this is like kind of kind of small things. Um, my my room that I was in had a closet, like most rooms do inside there was all these like creepy sort of etchings pictures kind of like it wasn't hieroglyphics but it was like weird like weird things of that nature and i think my brother had said because he told talked to me about it recently that he was pretty he was pretty sure it was like 
like words in Serbian were like hmm. like etched in the closet. And anyway, so it could be nothing, but it's kind of creepy. Um, yeah. So some of the some of the bigger things that have any anything you wanna wanna say at this point because I've just been going. No, I like it. Um, so a couple things that were like more largely creepy. Um, this is a story that was told to me. I was sleeping. I didn't experience it, Mm. but, uh, one night, um, it's probably shortly after everyone had gone to bed. Um, my stepfather at the time he got up to use the bathroom or it could have been possibly that he was just going to bed and, um, he had turned on a small light, whether it's in the bedroom or the bathroom, not sure, but that was directly, directly faced my bedroom door. Okay. And he says he swore that he could see what looked like a shadow of a being, um, like slowly sort of walking into my room. And your door was open? Um, I can't. Did I sleep with my door open or did I sleep with my door closed? That I don't remember. I think I slept with it open because that is my natural thing to do. And Carly thought it was really weird. So like, if that's, that is so why would weird. I just do that as an adult, unless it was ingrained? We, we always close the door now, but, but uh, I'm it's not sure. good for fire safety. Yeah. I hear. Don't trust me. I just, I hear. Anyway. Okay. Well, now we do it. So that's good. Um, I'm glad that my house never caught fire. Um. But yeah, so sort of creepy, like a shadow walking into my room. And he basically, I guess he just kind of like kind of aggressively was like, like leave her alone or or something like that. And then it was just gone. Mm, weird. Yeah. And like, I remember having like, this is a distinct memory that I have. And like, I don't have a lot of very distinct childhood memories, but um, I always had really, really horrible nightmares there. Like it was like, I was tormented essentially as a child. And I have the distinct memory of one time when I was very ill, I had the flu or a cold or something like that. And I had to sleep on the couch in the living room. Um, I don't know why, but like, yeah, again, essentially, yeah, just being what felt like being tormented by just horrible dreams, like, and, and just being like so upset that my mom had to like come down and sit with me. So like, you know, kids have bad dreams, but when you kind of put all those things together, I don't know. Very like, big, I don't yeah. have any distinct memories of being tormented by bad yeah. dreams consistently anywhere else in childhood. So, Question. um, yeah. Would stepfather say he believed in ghosts or was hmm. he kind of just like, what the, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I guess I never like straight up asked him, but he's, he to- had told that story more than a couple times. So if he didn't prior to that, um, he may I guess know. maybe he thought I'm sure if he didn't, he probably thought it was pretty fucking weird. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I'm like, to that's really one of those tr- moments for me where I'd be at like a five and then the yeah. second it was gone, I'd be like, eh, I'm back down to a four, a three, a two. I feel like I would try to like explain it away. Be like, oh, oh no, yeah. like that. I probably didn't. That's I probably was nothing. That's just my mind playing games with me. Yeah. But I wonder uh, how many times we do that. Yeah. 
self-preservation. But uh, another, it's kind of like the last story that I distinctly remember that was like a bigger one. Um, I talked to my brother about this one recently too. Uh, Another morning, my brother just like woke up like he normally would, but he was in his bed completely turned around. Ew, what? Yeah. So like like feet at head. His his face was where his feet should be and his feet were on the pillow and he he woke up and his face was actually under the covers. That gives me creepy, creepy, fucking creepy vibes. It scared bad, bad, ugly vibes. It terrified the bejesus out of him. And like when I talked to him about it again as an adult, I was like, am I remembering this correctly? He's like, yeah. He's like, this is one of the scariest things I ever fucking experienced in my life. That is dark and there's i don't know what is so gross about it but that makes me feel really uncomfortable like really really dark nasty he could have suffocated not even that it's just like there's something about like being turned all the way mm, something about being upside down that grosses me out and i don't know why yeah anyway i mean like super weird I remember telling someone that and then they kind of like made me feel like it wasn't that creepy. Like, oh, well, he's probably just moving around in his sleep. I was like, oh, yeah, I guess. How often? How the fuck? How fucking often in your life does that happen? Uh, That reminds me of when I had my blood clot. I had a blood clot in my chest and my arm was like swollen to like four times the size. And I went to emerge and they were like, well, well, you slept on it wrong. And I was just like, I've been sleeping on my arm. For 28 years. Yeah. All right. Go do a test. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. So we didn't, we didn't live there for very long because um, that was, I think, right when my stepdad was going back into the military as a private, which is like the, the sort of like the lowest rank. And I think he maybe had like basic training there or I don't know, but we were only there for like a year. Thank, thank God. Thank God. But yeah, like super, super creepy stuff. And so like, that's one of the the big things I remember. Childhood. Very stuff. That's, cool. that's gross. Would your brother hmm. say that he believed in ghosts? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's big into it? Because it's probably what he did, his experience. You know, if you met my brother, you wouldn't think so. He just doesn't seem the type. <laughs> um, But yeah, no, he's, uh, I think he's very attuned to like, other otherworldly stuff or like just believes that things exist beyond beyond our how to say it hmm. what we see day to day in our reality things exist outside of that huh. yeah um when you were telling the story of stepfather watching the spooky dookie walk toward your door mm-hmm. it reminded me of when i lived in good old walkerton do you remember mm. that? I do. I never it's went like, to your house though. Not weird. No. Well, I I didn't always live in Walkerton. It was just like for a very short period of time. I lived in like this townhouse and it was creepy as fuck. There was something wrong with that townhouse. I think I was 16 and like I was, I had health issues at the time. I didn't know what they were. Turned out to be like chronic appendicitis. Oh my God. Did you get your appendix removed? I did eventually. It's just like the problem was I I would get these serious pains that would literally just take me out. I would just be so much pain. I'd be like vomiting. I couldn't. And it would happen like once a month. It was terrible. 
That's that, that's baby, awful. They didn't match the symptoms for appendicitis. So they were always just like, girl, you've been eating too much McDonald's, like you're constipated. And I was like, you know what? It checks out. <laughs> you so, you I did and still do love still McDonald's. Do. Yeah. Love it. I ate there every single day for one year. And that includes Christmas because I bought an apple pie the day before. So I could have one on Christmas. So I could eat there every day for one year. Anyway. Wow. <laughs> um, but yeah, I had appendicitis long standing, and eventually we took it out when they figured it out. But I was like laying in bed. I'm going to paint a picture here. My bed was facing the door and the door was open. And out of the door, you can just see like the long hallway. Hmm. So I can just like look out of my bedroom all the way down the long hallway. Also, every long hallway is creepy. All of them. Hmm. Um, And in that hallway, it branched off to like a room. And then there was a bathroom down there down around there and my parents bedroom was off to the left so I was up in bed and I was like feeling was just lying down in bed I was like really creeped out and I couldn't sleep and I didn't know why and I felt like movement on the bed like bouncing and then I felt like someone running their fingers across my ribs like your ribs Uh, my ribs my ribs it was my left side of my ribs like and my left side was facing like along the edge of the bed so like it was like someone was standing beside the bed the left side of the bed and going along my ribs and i heard like child giggles and i was just like am i asleep or am I awake or what's going on? I was doing everything I could. Really eyes, paralyzed with fear? Eyes wide open. Because mm. I was like, I'm not going to see something. So I mm. need to keep my eyes wide fucking open because then nothing's going to be here, right? And were you, staring, where were you on your scale of one to five at that point, would you say? Four. And I was like, because if it reached a five where I like saw something, I'd be like fucking blowing out of the window going into my car driving away um but I was just like sitting up in bed eyes wide open making sure I didn't close my eyes so that I like could keep an eye on what's going on and then all of a sudden I saw my dad like standing in the hallway and he was just standing in the hallway looking at me in bed and I was like we were both just like silent just (laughs) staring at each other okay and I I don't know if he saw that my eyes were open but he was just like staring at me and I was like, eventually, I was just like, hey. <laughs> he, was, he was like, what are you doing? I was like, nothing. Can't sleep. And he was like, are you okay? I was like, mm, yeah. <laughs> Can't sleep. I'm not going to tell him. Right. Oh, something's tickling my ribs, dad. <laughs> and, he, <laughs> and he's just like, okay, you're okay. And I was like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> and then he was just like, huh. And he shuffled off to the bathroom. Is he a shuffler? He's a shuffler. He's a shuffler. Um, so whatever. I had this really terrible, weird experience. And eventually exhaustion overtook my body and I was able to fall asleep. And it was fine. I didn't feel that. Fast forward to we're on one of our long trips. Like we had family usually like two hours away from where we lived. So on the weekends, what we would do is like 
I would get in to the van with my parents and I'd be like in the middle seat between them and the driver and passenger, just like with my little head up here, like listening as they're talking. Yeah. Totally normal. Totally normal. Um, and then we would go on drives and come back like really late at night, like 2 a.m., 3 a.m. And on those long drives, I'd be like, can you tell me spooky stories? So dark. <laughs> and they'd always have like the same spooky stories, but they'd be so good. But this time when I was like, hey, can you can you tell me a spooky story? Um, I saw my mom turn her head slightly mm-hmm. and like look over at my dad and make a face. And then he turned his head and looked over at my mom and made a face. So they had no chill. And he was like, it, it was very subtle. He was like, no, Meg. And then my mom was, I was like, oh, what? Because I had no fucking clue what was going on. Mm-hmm. And my mom was like, dad saw something. And, and sorry, this like, is oh. when you were, you were a teenager? I was like, I was like 16. Okay. Yeah. yeah probably like 15 because i know i turned 16 in that townhouse um she's like dad saw something and my dad just kind of like rolled his eyes and i was like i just berated that i was like you have to tell me you have to tell me what was it you have to tell me and my mom was like oh the other night when dad was outside of your room he saw something And I was, I just burst into tears and I was like, I know you saw, there was a little girl in my room. I know what you saw. And then my dad basically told my mom the next morning after he was like standing in the hallway, he told her he was going to the washroom. He woke up, he couldn't sleep. He was going to the washroom and he stopped outside my room and he looked into the room and he saw a, like a young girl standing over me over the side of the bed. And he just stared and he just stared and he, and he was worried. He was, he was like, is she like, what's going on? Is she okay? What's going on? And then I guess, I guess, I don't know. Does it just dissolve? Does it like go away? Like, I don't know. Does the light from the hallway clear things up? But like, he was terrified and he, they, he did not want to tell me. And I was just like, what are the fucking chances? Because that turned me to a five, knowing that we had this shared experience turned me to a five, knowing that like, it wasn't just you. It wasn't just me. He had this like totally separate experience. That's nuts. That's it. I fucking hated that place. That place had bad vibes. So like, sorry, is there a connection to the appendicitis or was that just something? Was she playing with your appendix? No, because that was a totally different side, but like... It was a, at the time, thank you for that question. At the time, that was just like a really big thing for me. And I couldn't, mm-hmm. I didn't know it was my appendix at the time. I just knew that like I had a lot of health issues and it was always in my ribs. Oh. Like my pain was always in my ribs. And it was like always just, it was never appendix pain. It was just like, they were just like, we, I don't know, you're constipated. I don't know. But it, it was very, very like rib centric pain. That's nuts. You froze. Pain. I guess it was like referred. For me, it felt like there was a connection between that and like the tickles on the ribs or like there was something going on. I don't know what it was, but there was something related to that. Yeah, that's creepy. Indeed. And I'm like, in it's getting darker in my room and like, ooh. 
I mean, loving talking about these ghosty stories. Um, what should we do for our next one? Should we invite a friend? Yeah. Yeah. We could do maybe Hannah or yeah. my sister. I'll dig around. Right. I'm going to a very spooky place, Niagara on the Lake. In the next couple days, I did a ghost walk there. It was really, really good. So if you go to Niagara on the Lake, there's a ghost walk and I flip and loved it. Um, and I'm going with Hannah. Nice. And she you know mentioned recording, but. Okay. She mentioned being on here, you mean? Well, I mentioned to her, when are you free? And she's like, I don't know when we're in Niagara on the Lake. And I was like, we'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We're gonna check with Rachel. Yeah, yeah. You should do a little bit of a creepy history on Niagara on the Lake. Sure, why not? Why not? Wine, not. You get it? Because wine country. <laughs> Sorry about that. I apologize. Um. Yeah. There's just also just like a lot of creepy ghost stuff that's ha- like. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe one day I'll keep these because this is just literally just like it's it's a um. Something I found on the internet, 16 paranormal locations in southeastern Ontario. So maybe we can talk about creepy, creepy places. Maybe that can be an episode. Great. We'll take it offline. We'll set up a schedule. I've got to talk about my Las Vegas museum Mm -hmm. experience. It was so cool. Zach Baggins, highly recommend. I don't, do I even know what you're talking about? I wish you did. It is, okay, you need to Google Zach baggins any relation to frodo baggins probably yeah probably (laughs) is he is he a small hobbit man yep you know what there was a small man employed in the museum to run through tiny doors and freak us out i don't know what that was about it was totally unnecessary this is so funny yeah Remember yesterday, or not yesterday, whatever day it was that we recorded our first one a couple of days ago. Yeah. We I was talking about how Carly had um uh signed up for Discovery Plus, like the streaming service, and that we were watching ghost shows and yeah. that there was a man on there and, yep. who just ran around as if like he's high on cocaine. cocaine the entire yep. time. He it's probably this is. man, Zach Baggins. Uh, sorry, sorry, Zach Baggins. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> well, Great museum. Yeah. You know what? This is the kind of thing I sign up for when I go to Vegas and it was fucking enjoyable and I had an experience. So now we care about we it. We need to do, we need to do a review. We need to you know what I just realized this what? entire freaking time? My name is here. God damn it. Why didn't it automatically? I don't fucking know. Because you didn't go into the Explorer window and change it. You just did a random tandem. Well, it knows that I'm you got it no you got to change it on your profile like I did you got to put in the hard work Rachel well, what am I going to do now are you just going to like put a big old black line through this yeah we'll figure it out all right I want to know my name it'll come to us your name is Zach Baggins and you are insane yet poor guy but you got some cool shit you know what's really funny about that that show specifically is is that he's got a couple guys with him. Um, it may change as the seasons go on. I haven't watched all of them, but it's usually the same guys. And he'll like 
he'll decide that they're going to do the scary thing. Like, you yeah, be like, okay. one of you, one of you has to be the one that like stays so over this, the top. Um, like where it was like a, a, um, a prison where they would execute people. One of you has to stay in the room where the electric chair is and we're going to lock you in all night. And he would always like elect someone else to do it. And then I was like, I, I don't, I don't want to do that. And I didn't see this episode yet, but Carly t- told me that she was watching an episode where something scary happened and he like pushed the guy into the room and <laughs> closed the door behind him and locked him in. He's so over the top. Can we rewind because Carly was watching this by herself? Yeah, she is she okay because i would not be able to do that and i don't like there's no rhyme or reason for the things that are too scary for her and the things that she she can just somehow deal with you know what to, i get okay, that. actually i think with this one specifically because he's a joke mm, <laughs> you can edit that out. <laughs> just called him a joke um like you will freaking get like something in the mail for you know you're being sued for character defamation or something like that but um no i think like at one point she was like she would watch scarier things or and then eventually it just became something that she grew more sensitive to so i think it might have been something she'd seen a while ago because now when she watches it she has to watch it with me and she even said like yeah. when i moved in she's like now we can watch you know whatever it is ghost hunters ghost adventures whatever it's gonna be fine yeah because yeah and and you'll be and i'll be there like i'm here so that she doesn't have to get like super scared when she's by herself i totally get that i've got a strict no alien podcast no ghost stories no murders no true crime when i'm home alone Mm. nothing can't do i'm i'm so um desensitized to true crime it's it's pretty bad there'll be the odd one that really kind of grosses me out okay listen uh, i thought i was too have a kid it fucked it fucked everything up i can't i can't listen to it i can't do it everything's franny everything's franny everything's someone's daughter even if it was like 90 year old mavis you know god bless her got hacked to death and i'd be like oh mavis was once a little girl and yeah that makes a lot used of to sense. be franny it's very sad i can't do it i can't do it and before it used to be really sad and it would really stick with me and just like be very uncomfortable and now it's just like an absolute no so i don't know what it is with my obsession with true crime i, I can overdo it though and then i will take a good long break and then just listen to like funny comedic podcasts that make me feel yeah. good I used to really, really be into the details. Mm-hmm. Like, give me all the gory, gruesome bits. I want to know exactly all the details. And now I just like, if there is like a true crime podcast that's getting into those, I'm like, no, I don't fucking need to know this. I don't need to know it. Just tell me about how they found the guy. It's always mm-hmm. a guy. You it's know what I mean? Almost always a, a white man yeah yeah Yeah. anyway this is where we are it's uh getting late i gotta go dream feed my baby gotta go eat some uh pesto pesto good times yeah we'll we'll take this offline um yeah i i would say 
I would say right now I'm a two, two or three, three, three. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I haven't had something real spooky happen in a while. So no, but after, after this episode, Oh, after this episode specifically, when I was listening to your story, I was getting creeped out. 3.5 leaning onto a four solid. I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm just going to like, try to forget. (laughs) Up to you. (laughs) All right. All right. That's it for number two. Keep it real, home slice. Goodbye. Bye.